Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. The Soul of Business with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to the Solar Business on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero for the Workday Afternoon. Today we'll break down and explore just why Logos and Energy's newly established partnership to build a regional renewable energy platform to provide solar generation and renewable energy options for Logos's Asia-Pacific portfolio is important. Joining us on the phone is Bert Duprest. Head of Business Development, Energy Solutions, APEC from NG. But welcome to the show. Hi, thank you, Clarissa. Thank you for having me. Now, this does sound like a very interesting and exciting partnership. But first, perhaps you can give us an overview of the partnership between Logos and NG. Yes, I, I would always say I think it's, it's, it's the best of, of two worlds. So first of all, our partner, Logos. Uh, Logos has, has built an impressive uh, portfolio of logistical warehouses across the region over, over the past couple of years. And NG basically being an, an integrated service solution provider, actually offering sustainable and affordable energy solutions towards its, its, its customers. Logos, at one hand, basically has been has been trying to implement a vision of going more sustainable. So they've been, they've been looking to offer their tenants more sustainable solutions. Obviously, this includes developing of, of rooftop solar installations on top of, of, of their roofs. And we, NG, we basically constantly are looking for the next cutting-edge technologies, and we're looking for customers to, to buy these solutions. So excited were we when we actually met uh, with our colleagues of Logos and we actually shared the vision to basically going forward, develop a platform to develop sustainable warehouses uh, across the region. So that means that going forward, all the developments that Logos will be building and its existing portfolio, we will solarize them. And in addition to that, the tenants that are in, in these buildings will actually get get access to that green and, and, and affordable uh, energy going forward. And, and this partnership in, in that setup is, is, is quite unique because basically it, it, it gives direct access to green and, and affordable energy solutions at the onset uh, when building these solutions embedded into the tenancy agreement of, of these tenants. Right, that is actually quite interesting. So right from the start, they're getting renewable energy and I assume at comparable or competitive rates. No, uh, these rates these days, uh, as of now, uh, solar is considered the cheapest fuel throughout the the Asia-Pacific region. That's simply because of solar panels having becoming more cost competitive. Technologies have increased and obviously as a solution provider, we become more effective in, in, in what we're doing. So, so this basically becomes a, a no-brainer. If, if you are a tenant or, or even if, if, if you are, let's say, a landlord, having a rooftop solar installation on your rooftop, first of all, it, it allows you to save your tenant's operational expenditure. Additionally, it allows as well to, to implement the Singapore Green Plan, which is actually set to reduce its its carbon offtake over time per the Paris Agreement that they have committed to. Now, let's talk about why this partnership is important to NG. What is your value proposition from this partnership? So for NG, basically, it's important 
as, as I already shared, our vision is to bring affordable energy solutions to our customers. So it's actually allowing our customers to go more sustainable or to reduce its, its carbon offtake. As you see that, and in particular in a, in, a, in a post-COVID environment, you see that the need and the drive for sustainable energy solutions is, is increasing. So we are actually offering three sets of solutions or four sets of, four sets of solutions that basically will allow customers to save energy. One is to offer uh, solar energy solutions, so renewable energy solutions to our customers. The second one is to offer green mobility, which is another driver of energy for the country. So we're offering green energy, uh, green mobility solutions. The third one in Singapore are actually data centers, which quite pollute significant carbon. So there as well, we're offering integrated energy solutions. And the last one is solutions we offer to real estate, which is actually cooling. NG is actually the only integrated player that offers these solutions as a bundle. And it's important that through this partnership, we actually get access to tier one tenants that actually allow us to sell these solutions as a bundle. Okay, now you started to talk about what this would mean for Singapore. Let's expand on that. How important is this partnership for Singapore and the region towards those climate change goals that you started to talk about? Yeah, so actually, if, if we just take a step back and we look to the Singapore Green Plan. So mm-hmm. the Green Plan of Singapore basically seeks to deploy two gigawatts of solar. To date, there is only around three to 400 megawatts being installed. So while they are on track of their targets, basically only 20 to 30 percent of the available rooftop, rooftop space today actually has been deployed solar. So there is still a significant acceleration to happen in, in, in the foreseeable uh, future. Second, as you might have seen from the Green Plan as well, Singapore is set to install 60,000 uh, electrical, electrical EV charging installations. So in order for these quite ambitious targets to be implemented, Singapore actively and publicly is looking for partnerships in the country that can develop these solutions. So what we feel that the Logos Energy Partnerships bring, it basically, again, is bringing the best of two worlds, and it actually contributes to the government of Singapore to implement these, these targets. Now, that is, that is for Singapore. So we will be based out of, out of Singapore. But Logos as well has a, a regional footprint. So they're active in Australia, Malaysia, Indonesia, India, China. So out of Singapore, we will basically establish our development platform and a solar fund, which will actually allow us from Singapore to invest into, uh, in, in, into, these, uh, in, into these other countries. So as such, actually, Singapore is indirectly as well through the teams we run here in Singapore, contributed, contributing to, to regional adoption of sustainable energy solutions. And then if you look regionally, uh, NG having a regional footprint together with Logos, in each of these countries, we basically will then as well contribute to the target set forth by, by these, these governments. So if you look to the Paris Agreement, just alone the Philippines has basically set to reduce its carbon offtake with 75% by 2030. Malaysia is set to reduce its carbon offtake by 45%. So out of Singapore, NG is actually trying to contribute to these targets and as well to make sure that, that, that regionally through this partnership, we can accelerate uh, the energy transition to more carbon-friendly energy solutions. 
this is solar that we're talking about. Are there other initiatives that can con- help to contribute to these goals? Most definitely. So as I already highlighted, so the first one is, is green mobility. Mm-hmm. So mass electrification will be very, very important in order to get rid of, of fossil fuels. We, we all drive a car, mostly fossil fuel fired. So it's, it's very important in order to make, let's say, or to replace these fossil fuels that we basically electrify the mobility around it. So there, NG actually just uh, recently announced a partnership with ComfortDelGro. So we will be assisting ComfortDelGro as well in, in electrifying its, its fleet, as well as, as, as deploying green infrastructure in order to make sure that these uh, taxis, and not just taxis, uh, develop as well a wider uh, Singapore-based charging platform to make sure that through green energy and electricity, we will actually electrify and decarbonize uh, the mobility in Singapore. Second is, is through cooling, as actually in, in, the, in the region, around 75% of, of the people are actually moving to urban areas. The need for cooling will tremendously, tremendously grow. You see that as well already in, in Singapore CDD, you see that in, in Jurong or in Pungol, where actually GTC is, is building bigger uh, integrated districts. So there as well, NG is offering integrated cooling solutions, which, which are called district cooling. And these district cooling solutions actually allow to save around 40% of, of, of the energy consumption, which typically you would see if, if you actually use an independent air conditioner installed on, on the edge of, of your rooftop apartment. So there, NG is actually partnering as well with GTC and, and NUS uh, to build more district cooling in Singapore as well as, as across the region in, uh, in the Philippines and in Malaysia, where we're the number one uh, district cooling operator. I'm looking at our need for power alongside our desire to be more sustainable. Part of the need for more power is, you're right, we all want to be cool. And, you know, with the days being as hot as they have been lately, you know, a lot of us are using our air conditioning. So... How do we put this together? The need for more power alongside the desire to be more sustainable. What sustainable infrastructure recommendations are we going to need here and in the region? Well, first of all, you need great leadership. So it's, it's what you clearly see from the Singapore government. Um, so that's why it's, it's, it's a blessing to be here as a company and to basically see how the Singapore government is, is constantly trying to push for basically the next adoption. So you might have read that, but URA, for example, now is no longer actually allowing new districts to be developed without the existence of a, of a district cooling scheme. So that is already a, a direct answer to your question. So mm-hmm. simply by, by regulation, you basically can, can impose new districts to be developed to actually have access to more sustainable solutions and cooling. Then on the, let's say, the supply side, your second question, how do we basically get sustainable energy? And it's true, Singapore is a, is a small city-state. It is quite limited in, in sustainable energy solutions it can, it can produce. That's it. There as well, we see that the government of, of Singapore is, is, is taking some quite innovative steps. So we now see that there are, that there are studies ongoing to basically connect the southern islands in Singapore uh, to the mainland to see whether we can explore wider and bigger solar farms, as well as their ongoing discussions to create a be- better connection between Singapore and Malaysia 
to start to import uh, green and renewable energy from large solar farms just across the border. So that would answer the supply equation. And then at the demand equation, it's, it's, as I said, it's, it's embedding these solutions at greenfield development stage, as well as, as, as imposing them through possible retrofits, where NG can as well support to adopt these solutions. All right. Now, what do you think we need to do? What else do we need to do to achieve our Paris Agreement targets to obtain carbon neutrality? As I've said, so one, one main driver is, is green mobility. The second would be uh, cooling. And then the third one would be uh, found in industry. So what we now see in the industries, while they actually operate quite independently, we now see as well that um, there is an increased uh, demand from industrial players out in, in Jurong Island or in Tuas to basically offer integrated energy solutions. So NG is now offering what we call utility as a service packages. So we go in, in pharmaceutical and life size companies, we actually do a full energy audit and we come up with a, a concrete recommendation how these companies can actually achieve a roadmap towards a zero carbon neutrality. And, and the first life science companies are now actually signing up for 10 to 20 year contract agreements where NG takes over all of the utilities and actually will transform them into, into zero carbon solutions. Um, typically, you would find that, that many of these companies or the smaller companies would not have necessarily the money to invest in these solutions. That's actually why NG is, is building, owning and operating these models on our balance sheet, and we would charge them as a so, so So that's the first solution, what you can actually do on site apart from obviously building every single rooftop in, in Singapore with, with, with a rooftop uh, solar installation, which is already the, the low-hanging fruit. Second, and, and that's a bit more forward-looking, uh, NG is as well actively exploring the use, for example, of, of hydrogen or setting up a microgrid. Off the shores in Singapore, there is a small uh, landfill, which is called Semakau Island. Mm -hmm. And NG now there is, is together with uh, NTU, uh, running a, a test bed to basically adopt not only renewable energy, but as well test it with battery solutions, hydrogen, or even testing a small wind turbine to make sure that we can actually, in a microgrid environment, basically take a, a full factory of grid and, and basically uh, make, make these factories self-sufficient rather than relying on power from the grid. That's interesting. I always was under the impression that Singapore didn't have the right kind of wind for wind farms. So it's, it's true that the efficiency of the wind farm is, is, is quite low. That said, today as well, battery solutions are still, are still quite expensive. And hydrogen as well is not yet an economical viable solution in comparison to a, a natural gas-fired power station in Singapore. That said, NG is actively doing research in, into these segments in order to make them more price competitive and basically eventually replace natural gas as a source for power supply in Singapore. All right. Now, before I let you go, you, you've said clearly that the Singapore government has been very active, these kind of partnerships, because they want to meet their Green Plan goals. They want to meet our Paris Agreement's goals. How can we create a more holistic approach to combat climate change with, you know, partnerships like this moving forward? 
Well, I, I think first of all, um, what you just highlighted are, are the push elements, right? So pushing the Paris Agreement, pushing government approach. But mm-hmm. I think what is what is important actually is is, is actually pulling them. It's Clarissa. It's it's your daily behavior. It's how will customers and corporates adopt these solutions? So if if you deliberately make the decision for your next car to be an electrical car, you will actually be contributing to a better world. When you're actually buying your your daily groceries and you would decide to choose for, and and you would see actually on the packaging corporate start to market these, you will actually decide to buy products from a car corporate that is actually adopting renewable energy as, as part of its supply. And you can find that typically they would market this as sustainable packaging or powered by the sun. It's basically our, our own behavior that will actually drive the, the biggest change. And we definitely now recognize that in, in a post-COVID scenario, customers start to become more active. And, and when you go to McDonald's or when you go to the food court, you really start to think about Okay, having to, should I recycle my plastic bags? Should I really uh, have all of this waste basically when I do a take-home meal? I think it's, it's that behavior that, it, that is required in order for the corporate to adopt that, that final pull basically in, in, in order for these corporates to, to in the future only consider sustainable energy solutions and uh, to basically consider sustainable warehouses such, such as those of, of Logos in order to facilitate the operations. You know, this has been a, a fascinating conversation. We've been speaking with Bert Duprest, Head of Business Development Energy Solutions, APEC from Energy, on sustainable energy for our future. Bert, thank you so much for the time. It has been a pleasure. Thank you. Talk later. I'm Clarissa Montero for the Workday Afternoon. This is Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app, that's A-W-E-D-I-O, available on Google Play or the App Store.